All right, welcome back, Doma fam, to the Doma Studio podcast, where we talk all things health mentally, physically, and emotionally. I am here with Andrew Castro, who is the author of Overcome Your Anxiety for People on the Go. He has a background in Buddhist meditation and just recently got his master's degree in behavioral psychology. Even with all of this, he says his biggest teacher has been his personal experience in dealing with his own anxiety. Heading into his second season of his podcast, Overcoming Your Anxiety, he is here with us to share his story and help us navigate anxiety in this fast-paced and ever-changing world. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm super excited to really talk about anxiety because I think there's some kind of taboo thing about it and I think we all pretty much deal with it. I don't think anybody's exempt from that and I think it's an important conversation to have to just keep talking about it and to keep getting us comfortable with, yes, these things come up, like this is super normal for us to have times where we're more anxious or not. And there are, I think there are tools that we can use to figure out how to get through this kind of thing. So I'm really excited that you're here. So thank you so much for joining us and tell us a little bit more about you. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. Uh, Yeah, well, especially the, um, the part about being okay with anxiety. I think that's um, a big key thing um, because it is taboo and we, I think the, the less comfortable we are with our anxiety, the bigger of a problem it becomes. Yeah. So, but anyway, so I'll tell you how like kind of I got into everything I got into was, um, I think, you know, I probably had anxiety for most of my life, but it never was like a problem. I just kind of was, it just kind of was however, that's how I was. Yeah. And then I remember it blowing up. I'm 35 now, so I remember blowing up maybe around 25, 26. And um, it just became like a giant ordeal, just all these overwhelming sensations. And, you know, once one big panic attack happened, you know, I talk about in my book the, like, snowball kind of effect, how with one panic attack then leads to another. And then it leads to not even having anxiety from a panic attack, but having anxiety from fearing the panic attack and then right and then that just starts the whole cycle so that happened for many years and it was back and forth and it was like I mean it was pretty debilitating I'm I'm for me I'm lucky that I'm a a stubborn person I guess in a way so (laughs) even if I had you know anxiety that was really just overwhelming I would just I would just do things anyway and that that helped because it it helped not take over my entire life but um it definitely, it definitely got to a point where I, I needed to, something needed to happen quickly or, or it was gonna spiral into a very, very bad place. So I, I remember um, one day going, I did, do, I did therapy and all that, it was great. And I, like, I think if you find the right therapist, then therapy is, is great. But uh, I remember one day I was just, I just needed to find something to help me. And I was walking through Barnes and Noble and I went over to the, um, like, spiritual spirituality and eastern religions and all this stuff and i remember just seeing the the dalai lama's face and i was like oh i know that dude like you know i know that guy i know that guy and i was like what's this book and i, I remember being i remember distinctly being in barnes and noble which is just, just riddled with like adrenaline and anxiety you know just like a lot and i pick up the book the art of happiness and i was like whatever i mean i have nothing to lose so like go buy that so i bought that book and i remember going home and just getting into it and reading it and kind of, it was kind of the beginning of something that I found was very important in um, your anxiety journey or whatever is, is knowledge yeah. and understanding um, 
that one, you're not alone with it. Two, there, are, there, is, there is a path out of it. It's not just like, you know, oh, I have anxiety and that's it, my life's gonna suck or whatever it is. Because you can even have anxiety and your life could be great. I mean, that's like, it's not, a, right. it's not like it's a- Right, it's not exempt. You right. don't have to have a sucky life to have anxiety, right? right? So it's yeah. just, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, knowledge, I learned, I was like, okay, this is something that I, I really need to continue to do. Because even if I kept feeling crappy, that's okay, because I'm, I'm learning more about it. I always compared it to like, when, uh, when you like update your, your phone or something, and there's like all the, the apps and everything, you don't know how to use them, and right. you, get, you get kind of pissed off. You get, I might get stressed out, but the more you learn, then the easier everything becomes to you, right. and, and actually the update is better. It becomes better. So I, right, so I always looked at it like that. I like thought of that analogy in the other, like a year ago or something. And it was just, knowledge was key. And then from there, when I started to um, get a meditation practice, which, which I could talk about more uh, in a bit, but that was, that's been by far the biggest tool for me. Because I always say that you have to practice acceptance, but you need to have a practice in order to practice, yeah. right? So you yeah. can't just like, if you just, you know, say, oh, I want to accept this, that's just a thought. You need to kind of turn that into like an action. So meditation was key for me. And then um, how I got into psychology was I wanted to be able to coach people. Once I started getting to a place where I, um, I still have anxiety, of course, but like it doesn't, uh, my, the, the Buddhist teacher that I go to, he um, gave a great analogy. He said, you want to learn um, these techniques and these, and you want to have knowledge because when you go into the storm on the ocean, you don't want to have a canoe, yeah. right? Because then the waves will topple you over and you'll fall out of your boat. You want to be able to develop a boat that has like a, a deep keel into the water mm -hmm. so that when the waves hit you, yeah, they'll, they'll rock the boat, but you can, you'll still stay upright and you can keep, you know, kind of floating. Still maintain course. Right. So that's yeah. kind of, that's, that's kind of what, yeah, well, how I. a nice analogy. Right, and I, I wanted to get to that place, and you know, I feel like I'm kind of close to that, and then um, get the master in psychology so that I can have more credibility too, to, and then uh, help people yeah. with, which is what I want to do, just help people that have been through the things that I went through, or, or even at a place that I'm at now, but just still want to maybe learn more, and you know, I always tell people I'm not a doctor, or like a psychologist, or, or licensed in any way, but you know, I've I've been through it, so I know, I know what you're feeling. It may be a different context, right. like you know, you're, this may cause this for you, but we're all made of the same stuff. So the feeling and the, the sensations and the, the thoughts racing are the same. It just might be in a different context because you're leaving, or living a different life or whatever. So yeah, so, um, so basically, yeah, and then now I'm trying to develop that whole thing with the book and then the podcast and the... Um, coaching anxiety and then getting like nutrition and exercise right, and all that. It all plays together. All yeah. ties in together. Everything, everything really works together. So I think that's that's awesome. Yeah. What made you do the book? Like, what was the catalyst for that? So there was, um, you know, the the knowledge was just in my head, and I was like, so actually, it's funny because it kind of <laughs> it came it came. So at the time, I was in a relationship for about four years, and then we broke up. And I was just in a really, you know, crappy, you know, just as you are when a breakup happens. So I, um, I wanted to do something just, I wanted to, I felt like there was a period of time before the breakup where I was very, I wasn't very motivated 
or ambitious. I was kind of just doing my music and like, you know, grabbing onto these things like, oh, I want to, you know, be bigger and I want to do these big tours. And just like, it was not a, like a real thing. So I, I was like, I need, I want to do something more. I needed something to motivate me. Like, and I, I just, I was having anxiety at the time and I just thought, why not sit down and just see what I can, just see what I can do. Because I've always wanted to be a writer. So I just figured, I'm just going to write a book. Let's just see what happens. So I just... Just going to write a book? Yeah, I just sat down <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to make it too long. Like, I don't need a 200-page book or a 300-page book. And I can, I mean, I could write one on all the crap that has, you know, gone on in my life with right. anxiety. But, like, I want to make it short. Some, so I made, I think, 100, 100 pages, something like that. And um, I uh, just sat down, outlined it for two weeks, and then took, like, another three weeks and wrote it. And then I edited it over. So it took, like, two months to write it and I just wanted to write it to see if kind of for me to like write it for me it's like something to motivate me to do something with um, the anxiety I had or the knowledge I had and then also see if anybody would kind of grab onto it and yeah. be like this helped me and I actually did get a lot of people when I put on Amazon like sending me messages that it helped them and you know they, they read it twice or three times because it's, it's short you know so yeah. yeah and that was really rewarding and then that kind of led me into the podcast too. Yeah, so which is I great. Just, yeah. Yeah, and if you're looking for his book, you can find it on Amazon, Overcoming right. Your Anxiety for People on the Go. And so check that out. Yeah, and I wanted to do it for people on the go because there was actually a book by uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's an astrophysicist and he had something, it was astrophysics for people on the go. And it was like this idea of like, we're all living these lives, especially yeah, nowadays. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's cool. I'll just kind of throw that at the end because I mean, especially people with anxiety, you don't want to sit there and read like a 500-page book. You want to oh get yeah. Yeah, yeah. information. Like, Help me now. Yeah, yeah, get information now. So, yeah, so I just wrote it, you know, kind of in the vein of some of the books that I, I really loved mm -hmm. that helped me with anxiety. Like um, one little-known book called At Last a Life is a great book by Paul David. Uh, that was the first book I remember reading that gave other people's, um, you know, testimonials about their own life. Yeah. And it was some of the same stuff I was going through. Like some of the stuff that you can never imagine anybody else having and they were saying the same, oh, I do this and I, I fear this. And I'm like, that's me, like wow. what? And then you start to realize, well, I'm not, I'm not crazy or at least we're both crazy. Okay. You know what I mean? At least we're in good company. <laughs> at least I'm in company of somebody who's also crazy or whatever. So it just, it, that was huge for me to, so I wanted to do that with the book. Yeah. I wanted to tell people, hey, look, I'm, I wrote some personal things in there that like I know people I know read and probably like, whoa. But it's yeah. like, there's probably people who went through the same things I went through that are like, oh, wow. Right. Like, he does that same weird thing that I do or, you know, whatever. So it was kind of like trying to tell people, and that's what the podcast is, and that's what, when I coach, that's one of the main things is like, or when I do coach eventually is, is um, you are, I kind of do it in a way that's almost, sounds mean, but like, your anxiety is not special and unique. Right. Right? It's like, we just think we're on this, like, island and we're looking out from the, the shore to like the mainland and we're just oh, all these people living these great lives when if we turn around there's like all these people on the island with us yeah but we always are staring out to the we're not it's all about perspective yeah so if you turn you know there's people with you but if you turn this way you feel like you're alone mm. so it's kind of like kind of yeah. like that and do you do you have like what has been some of your biggest insights in the last, you know, few years with writing your book and doing your studies and utilizing your meditation? Like, what are some of those big things that have been like aha moments for yeah. you with your, your battle with anxiety? 
Oh, man. Um, let see if I can pinpoint a couple. I definitely think um, one of the biggest is when you see the point and when you really see the point that you're sabotaging yourself, that, that when you see it, because sometimes you can tell somebody with anxiety, you're, you know, you're, you're reacting to these things and doing these things, even if they're caused by outside things, which could be trauma or something, you know, it's still it, what is going on inside you has to be dealt with by you. So it's like, I remember one time when I really, I really realized um, how I was sabotaging myself and it was, I was having trouble sleeping as anxiety can cause with people. So I remember it was just months of it and I just like would try to go to bed. I couldn't, I'd wake up, I just couldn't go to sleep. So, but I, and I was getting adrenaline and I, I was getting frustrated and I, it was going on for months and months and months. Um, and then I remember one night, I don't know what, what happened, what clicked, but I just, I just told myself, you're doing this to yourself. But it, was, it resonated so well in my head, and that might have been because of meditation or whatever. I, I remember I just started laughing. Like, it was like 3 o'clock in the morning. And I was laughing exactly like that, like hysterically laughing because I just realized there was no one there, right? There was like nothing, no person was like poking me, doing anything. So I just sat there and was like, if I'm doing this to myself, I can stop doing this to myself. Wow. Right? Yeah. And I was, I started, I did start laughing. I immediately went to bed and then now I have like normal sleep problems sometimes here and there, but it was just, it was just a moment of like, and I think that comes through meditation. Yeah. I can't, I, I know there's some people I've talked to like who have anxiety. I tell them about meditation and they, ah, no, you know, so, and that's fine. Like, I mean, I'm more of like, Hey, try it yeah. for like six months and then get back to me. Yeah. But Consistently. so, yeah. yeah. And I, so for me, it's never been about little, little tricks or gim like things, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, because those, those work maybe for, to immediately like relieve you mm -hmm. of, of it for a little bit. And that, that can help for sure. Uh, but I've always tried to, when I do my podcast or my book, I'm trying, I try to stress like changing your perspective on a, you know, on a total scale. Right. So you can have that a moment where you do go, you're doing this to yourself and it just clicks and you're just like, wait, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Because there's nothing else, you know, so like, then you start to realize when these sensations pop up or these thoughts pop up, you don't have to react the way you do, but you, that's easier said. You have to, you have to develop uh, like I always call it, like going to the mental gym, right? Right. Like yeah. you have to develop, like acceptance is a muscle in a way and you have to, you have to strengthen it. Yeah. And that's why I always say in order to strengthen something, you have to practice it. But in order to practice it, you have to have a, a practice, practice. Yeah. whether it's yoga or whether it's meditation or whether it's, you know, taking a, a long walk without headphones and just kind of enjoying or looking what's going on. Because it's really about... Um, eventually it's about seeing your anxiety or your depression uh, just like that though just seeing it mm. not right. seeing it and going I don't like that or right. oh, I like that because of course we're going to have likes and dislikes but it, what meditation and, and yoga and those kind of things help you do is see things without judging them right. and it's our judging mind that you know tells us that sensation arises and we go, that's a threat. 
I don't like it. And then that makes it bigger because then the body thinks it's a threat and then it just keeps growing and growing and growing. Right. And then that's how you kind of get into the cycle. So for me, it was just definitely having a practice and realizing that, um, getting to that point where you are realizing who is doing this. Yeah. There's a, you're um, in control. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even in ways that you're in control and even in ways the, the Dalai Lama had a great quote. I don't know if it's attributed to him, but I remember reading it from him first was if, if, if there's a solution to your, your problem, then don't, there's nothing to worry about because you can fix it. Yeah. And if there's not a solution to your problem, there's um, nothing to worry about because you can't fix it. You can't fix it. So yeah. you just kind of, it's just like, just yeah. kind of be somewhere around that kind of thing. And so I did a whole podcast on um, this. I like to use metaphors because they, they use metaphors in Buddhism yeah. a lot to, yeah. it can really help you understand a concept. So it was um, talking about kind of sabotage and it's, you know, who, we're always like worrying who turned the lights off. Like we're always in this room and it's dark. That's our anxiety. And we kind of, we used to know like the path in the room, even in the dark, or the lights were a little dim so you can kind of see. Mm. But you know, the anxiety is like this dark room and we're always wondering like, why are the lights off? Who turned the lights off? Why is it so dark in here? Mm. And you get frustrated, you can't see and stuff. But if we take a step back, that, that thought process all that, even if you figure out who turned the lights off, you're still standing in the dark. Right. So, and you're going to know the answer in a way is going to be you. So, <laughs> like, the whole idea is instead of those kind of questions or that kind of um, action or, or attitude, it should be not why the lights are off or who turned them off, but how do I turn the lights on? Yeah. Very, it's very simple Solution switch, yeah. but it's, it's a tough switch to make yeah. because we get oh, stuck yeah. and mired in that kind of darkness of anxiety. And we don't go, well, how do, I, how do I get to the light switch? That's what I want. Not why is this happening and going back and forth. But right. let's just, because getting to the light switch will help resolve all those other questions anyway. So it's just yeah. kind of take that step towards the, the light switch, I guess. Yeah. 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 And then it's, but it's really a dimmer. It's not a switch. Yeah. It's you don't, not that easy. Yeah. Because right? <laughs> you don't go to the light switch and go, oh, boom. And then it's like, it's like, oh, you turn it up and it kind of goes bright. Then it, maybe it fades a little bit and then it yeah. goes back up. So it's like. It's kind of like that, and doing that is just reading, or picking up a practice, and then, you know, not letting your anxiety control you. I remember just, if I wanted to do something, I don't care how crappy I felt, I was going to do it, because yeah. the one time you don't, then that option becomes available to you next time. Right. I'm not going to do it next time, because it's easier to not to do it. So. Easier not to do it, right. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's some of the biggest lessons I've learned in my own anxiety is is very similar to that. Like sometimes I'm doing it to myself, you know, mm. sometimes I'm just creating this bigger issue than it is. And not that the issue isn't important or valid sure. or needing to be handled or worth having an emotional response over, but it's always this fine line between it running rampant and wild and right. my brain swirling and then it like overtaking me for however long and it needing an emotional response for whatever the circumstances, right. you know? And so it's definitely, you know, a fine line. And I think it is important that we emphasize these practices like meditation and, and yoga and, and other types, you know, not only, you know, seated meditation, there are other types of meditation that right. are out there. There are ways to find the kind of meditation that can really work for you. But I think it's important to emphasize these practices because we, we do get really caught up in judging stuff. We get really caught up in, 
this makes me angry or frustrated or upset. And then we just kind of run with it, you know, like right. that emotion jumps up and we're like, wow, like yeah, a, just speed rabbit down a right. train. Right. And that's one of the keys is, is what you were saying. Like with, um, like we're, we're emotional creatures. Totally. So we're going to have emotions, but it's like anger can be a productive emotion. If you can just be. don't let it control you. Mm -hmm. Cause like if you, you harness it, right. Yeah. If you can, if, if anger comes in, um, and you just react to it like road rage some guy you know, cuts you off and you just flip him off like what is that it doesn't do anything right right but i mean if if anger comes in and then maybe you know people are out in the streets protesting an injustice i mean that's anger being used in a positive right. action so i mean you know peacefully you know out there protesting like right. it's that's anger being used in a positive way so i mean there's there's emotions and what happens is like you said we just react to them it's instant you know and yeah. i think what yoga and meditation whatever type you choose to do uh is i always say it's like you know usually we're like we're like uh emotion reaction and i know nobody can see this but i'm holding up like two hands yeah. <laughs> but it's like emotion reaction and then it's just like that yeah and but what we do with like yoga meditation is it's emotion reaction and then it's yeah kind of like to close the gap or kind of slow down yeah, yeah slow down the reaction to it so we can see it before it actually becomes like a a problem that then because you know you get, you get angry. See, like, just have to let this happen. All right, we just have to let this happen. There's a guy blowing leaves, and it's so nice. I'm just gonna be like, it's so nice that he's cleaning right now. See, this is like uh, they use this in um, a Buddhist a book I read about a car alarm going off when you're trying to sleep, even though it's annoying. It's not the car alarm's fault. Right. Like you're getting frustrated with it. It's right. the same thing. Exactly. I remember having this the other day when I was trying to record a, a podcast, and they were outside for like four hours and I was starting to get like I was gonna go up and be like I, but I couldn't say anything I'm like they're cleaning the streets this is their job but I'm thinking to myself I'm like you know we just think I got to record a podcast man right. it's like but it's like that's the thing just whoa slow it down and that's the same thing with the anxiety if you just slow down the reaction to it you can see that it's not really there to hurt you it's just kind of it's just there yeah it just is it just is yeah and then yeah I think important too is is like you're not your thoughts Right. You know, they come up, these emotional responses, we're, we're emotional sense beings. We're not, we are not our emotions either. Right. You know, we have emotions and they have a purpose and they are needed. And sometimes they are needed to be reacted or responded towards, but sometimes they just come up out of nowhere. Like, right. and, and they come up for reason, you know, you get angry about something like this the leaf blower. Leaf blower. <laughs> I wanted to call it a snow blower. I was like, wrong season. Wrong, yeah. um, wrong state. And also that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, like moments like this happen and I'm like, oh, that's so annoying. It's like, yeah, but no, to no one else though. Right. You know, it's only, it's only an issue for me and it's only based on one emotional response, you know? Right. And I think that's been, that's been a huge thing too, is like figuring out that your emotions sometimes show up they don't necessarily need a response. Sometimes no. they just, yeah. and, and that's so cool. What I so love about meditation and, and Buddhist meditation is all of this like observation, you know, yeah. like watch it, don't do it. Just watch it, watch oh, yeah. it happen. You know, like watch the sensation, yeah. watch it travel. Cause sometimes you're like, my knee hurts me. And it's like, well, does it move? Sometimes it doesn't, but it doesn't always hurt me. Right. But we sometimes right. are like, oh, my knee always bothers me. Yeah, it literally yeah. bothers me all day, every day for 24 hours yeah. of every second of every right. single day. <laughs> but then when we sit down, we meditate and we're like, oh, actually it ebbs and flows. And now it's, now right. I feel something in my hip or now I feel it over here. And it happens the same way in our minds. And I think that sometimes we 
I'm, I'm sure all, so many of us, we get so caught up in how quickly we move in a day and how right. fast things go that we just, we do the thing like somebody cuts us off and the rest of our day is shit. Like right. the rest it of our day is totally yeah. blown. Spirals. Yeah. And for, from one second of an interaction or the boss or the kids or the list or the whatever, like right. name your thing. It doesn't have to be road rage. Road rage. Right. That's a common thing. <laughs> might be thing, my though. personal yeah, issue. Some of you might have road rage. Right. Yeah. But, but really like we get this whole thing, like the whole day is ruined. Right. And, and I, I think that sometimes it's like, well, maybe that moment was ruined and we can choose in the next moment right. to have a better one. And right. the, the use of meditation for that, even if it's for three minutes before you go in your car, you're fuming from whatever your thing is. And you take those three to five minutes or two minutes or whatever, however long you have. And you just like create some space in between this emotional charge that you have and, yeah, yeah. and the reaction yeah. time. And so you don't spread it to everybody else, right. you know? Yeah. And I think I, I, um, a few things was one start starting your day, um, the right, well, I guess the right way, or just in a very more positive way is really important. Yeah. I, I mean, I've definitely noticed that waking up and just being like, you know, not in like a, um, oh, you know, this sucks or I have to do this or I'm tired. Like just kind of get up and just, like, again, just see, you don't have to, you don't have to be uh, involved in every single thing that's going on. And another thing was what I think meditation and, and yoga do is kind of, if you stick with the practice, it, it creates kind of like a stillness in movement. Mm, yeah. Um, so it's like when you're out walking around and everything's moving so fast, when you have a practice, you're able to slow things down a bit and yeah. kind of, like you said, realize that. You don't have to react to all these things. You don't have to get involved. If you got involved in everything that was going on in your body and your mind, you, that's what anxiety is. You're going to yeah. be exhausted. Yeah. And that's why you're, I, I remember just being just depleted all the time because you are constantly trying to figure out what is wrong when that's, that is the problem. When right. you're just, so, and then the other thing was that um, uh, when you're talking about, oh, my knee hurts all the time, when we, we tend to focus on the negative. It's yeah. just a human It is uh, a human thing. condition, right? It's, yeah. And I remember this, this um, how, she must have been like maybe 19. She read my book. She sent me a message and she said, I read your book. There's a lot of good things. And then she's like, I'm just, you know, having a, a tough time. Cause like this week's been, or no, this week's been really hard. She's like, last week was good, but this week sucks. And I just always feel, you know, crappy. And I'm, I, I was like, I was like, look at what you said though. The only reason that you feel bad now is cause you felt good the week before. Right. Cause there's always a, Comparison. comparison thing. So, yeah. but that people don't realize that we just think, oh, I feel crappy. I feel bad. And it's kind of like a static thing, mm. but it's like, well, you, we live in a world of opposites. So you, you can't have bad without good. Right. So you obviously at some point, whether it was yesterday, a week or a month ago, knew what, oh, good feels like. So it's there. It's just, do we, how much do we kind of cultivate that or, or put our effort into that? Instead, we, like I said, we focus on why is the light off? Right. Why is it dark in here? Because, and then even if you figure, like I spent so many years trying to figure out why the light was off. Like, well, what's this? Why do I, what's this sensation? That's weird. Oh, I'm, am I dying? I'll look it up on the internet. Like, <laughs> instead of doing all that, it's like, I mean, now it's just like, well, just keep finding ways to the light switch. Cause that's going to get rid of all that. You're, then you don't have to worry about the dark. Like, yeah. you know, you just go to the light switch and you might like, you know, trip, trip, fall, bump yeah. your leg, whatever. You but turn the light on, you clean it. <laughs> right. And then you, then the lights up a little bit, you clean it. So it's like, 
it's just that's important is not focusing on, I always talk about like um, kind of an umbrella of symptoms or I actually used a uh, like a building you know there's all these uh, the anxiety wrecking ball I think I put in my book mm, and it's like there's yeah. this anxiety wrecking ball it says anxiety on it and it smashes into this building and it creates you know damage in the building and it's like you know let's say overwhelming sensations so you you know you send all your little construction workers to go fix that building or that part of the building but then the ball smashes over here and now it's like racing thoughts and you send people over there and then it smashes over here and it's like depersonalization and like fog and and all this stuff but then if you take a step back the thing that's causing it all is the is anxiety mm. it's one it's one mm, thing yeah man yeah but wow it's just one thing and all these symptoms fall under but it's so instead of focusing on 25 symptoms and you're just like it's, you know just this is one thing and learn about it and then do the things that get you to the the light kind of thing the light yeah. switch or get, whatever. get it to the light switch yeah that's beautiful that's a super good analogy well, I have so enjoyed having you here yeah, and just kind of like opening up this conversation about yeah. anxiety and how we can utilize really simple practices like meditation. It's, it's a simple practice that doesn't make it easy, right? Right. <laughs> meditation is, is challenging, just like a yoga Very. practice. Yeah. I mean, I, I can definitely say that I am learning a lot of new lessons in my meditation practice as far yeah. as like consistency and like, it's just like the yoga practice, like you just show up. It doesn't have to look a certain way. You have to show up and do the work and then you right. just show up and do it again the next day. They like say there's every, no every meditation session is good. Yeah, everyone. There's no right. bad. Yeah. Right. And that's the same thing with yoga. It's like we never there's never a bad yoga class. There's right. always it's always teaching us something. Right. And so I think, you know, it's important to be having these conversations and talk about the tools that we can utilize and obviously talk to people if you have a psychologist or a psychiatrist that you talk with and yeah, I think those are important tools as well um, but if there are tools that we can add to our toolbox like meditation and like information yeah. and outlets so if you guys are interested in more information about how to really overcome anxiety Andrew speaks every Every Wednesday. We, every Wednesday. Yeah. Um, and give him a follow and, and really just check out some of the things that he has to offer as far as information and tools yeah. and analogies. And, and, and maybe some of that stuff can start to help us out. I'm sure um, there are some of us out there with anxiety. We, we can't be the only two in the whole world, right? I'm no, sure we're not. No. It's, um, it's probably worse now than it's ever been. Yeah, it's so a hard it's, time right now for yeah. sure. For sure. I know, I know a lot of people are going through it. I know I've been going through it too. And, um, I'm, I'm grateful for practices like meditation and yoga that are, you know, pull, pull me out of the depths sometimes. So, yes, um, how do our people get a hold of you? Like, do you have a website? Yeah. Like, so tell you us can, your um, details. Uh, Instagram is a great way. Uh, okay. um, Andrew Castro author right okay. now. Uh, I'm probably going to change that, but I did that when my book came out. Yeah, so smart. it worked, but <laughs> I'll probably change, but that's it now. So Andrew Castro author, that's a great way. Cause I, I post a couple times a week and on my story all the time. And then I'll let people know when the uh, podcast is coming out cool. or when it's up and what it's about and who like the sponsor, the local sponsor is. And then, um, email, if you have a question, like from what you've heard today about anything, it's uh, info at andrewcastro.net and the website is under construction, but it's andrewcastro.net as well. And then, uh, yeah, the podcast is just Apple Podcasts, and it's overcoming your anxiety. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much, pretty much all. Awesome. Well, I will put all these details in our um, DOMA fam 
page on Facebook. So if you guys want to get in touch with Andrew, you'll have a quick little link to head over to his stuff and check out the book or check out the podcast or maybe a little bit of both. Yeah. But thank you guys so much for joining today. Andrew, thank you for your time. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And I'll talk to you guys later. Mm-hmm.